0: Uh, Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, episode 93. What is acceptable, unacceptable to talk about during small talk?
1: Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast from Speak English with Christina. Each week, my expert teachers and I discuss a new exciting topic to help you better understand real world conversations in English. If you would like to practice talking about this topic, get more confident speaking English and support this podcast Please become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club. The link to join is in the show notes. Now, let's go.
0: Okay, guys. Hello, everyone. This is Christina with a K. We are here with our podcast for this week, and I'm here with your other fluency club leader, Karen. Hello, Karen. How are you today?
2: I'm doing fantastic. How are
0: you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for asking yeah, this month we're talking all about small talk in class, and I know a lot of the students, uh, we all have different ideas of what's acceptable and what's unacceptable with small talk. So just from your observations, of course, you know, we're both from the United States, so clearly we have more of an American style of small talk. So we're just going to go from that and compare maybe small talk from around the world and what is or is not kosher (laughs) or is not acceptable when something's acceptable it's kosher (laughs) so karen from your observations uh, for example in european cultures like france what are your observations
2: this is a great subject thank you for engaging in small talk with me before we started recording this (laughs) but I have taught students all over the world, okay, from South America, Europeans, Russian students, Asian students, of course, students here in the United States. So yeah, people have some different ideas about small talk. Of course, like we said, Americans, you know, we we love small talk, especially us girls in the South. We love small talk in the South. (laughs) Yeah. But mainly, I don't want to stereotype too much or paint with a broad broad brush but Europeans uh, French students are kind of yeah they, they they'll engage in small talk but they're not too excited about it and like, like us Americans you know what what have you found have you found the same same kind of thing about what French students Italian students especially German students German students want to get down to business they're very direct.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. And truly, we we can't stereotype because there are some Americans that are super open and very chatty, chit-chat all day with you. And then there are other Americans that are very, very private. They stay to themselves. They, they don't like to talk about their business. So More introverted, yeah. Introverted, yeah. So, of course, we can't ever generalize. And so we can never do that with other countries. But I do find that just kind of looking at the privacy laws in Europe, in the European Union and in France and so forth. I think that shows us maybe they that those in Europe maybe tend to prefer more privacy than us in the U.S. Another observation I've seen is that uh, those in Asia and in South America and in Central America, small talk is how they build their relationships. So it, it actually is what makes their bonds stronger with family and friends and coworkers, India as well. They love small talk and there's all kinds of things that they'll talk about that maybe they may think that Americans might be more rigid. For example, um, I lived in South America for a while and Nicaragua and down there people will very freely talk about their family, their health. What they've got going on with their body, their diagnosis, their doctor's appointment. And that the medical things is kind of a taboo, I think, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't tend to talk about our health as much. Yeah. And then you said that you had a lot of
2: students from Korea in the past, right? Right. Yeah. Koreans are kind of like a different animal. They like small talk, but they tend to be a little bit more personal for my taste. When I was teaching Korean students, they'd ask me my age. They would ask me, you know, if I was married, how many kids I I had, like in the first session. Very personal questions. They're kind of taboo here in the United States. You know, you don't ever ask a woman her age, right? That's kind of taboo. So I had to explain to them, you know, that's not appropriate to to ask those questions to strangers. But I have, you know, you make a good point about South American students. I've had Brazilian students and I felt like I was a part of their family. They're very open about their family. They told me about their family all the time. And yeah, what they were doing, you know, the health of their children. So very, very very open. So you just have to, as Americans, we kind of just have to adjust to each kind of uh, culture, right?
0: Yeah. And I think that too, especially when you're trying to build a relationship or rapport with someone else and they're of a different culture. One thing I have found personally that helps Um, If I'm not completely sure, because I don't want the other person to feel uncomfortable, but I do want to maybe build a relationship with them, I will start first and talk. If I'm comfortable talking about my family, I won't ask about their family first. I will just talk about my family first. And that kind of opens the door. That way, if they want to talk about their family, then they can feel free. Then they know that's fine with me. Or if I want to talk about money, some people do, some people don't. It's not typical here in the U.S. Right. Um, But say I want to talk about money. Well, it's best not to ask the other person how much they make. It's best to talk about my own money. (laughs) Then the other person knows. Mm -hmm. It's okay for conversation, at least for me. And then that gives the other person, I think, the option. That way they mm-hmm. can decide to tell about themselves or not tell about themselves. And then they don't feel pressure. And they also don't feel uncomfortable. What do you think? Open do you think the that's door. a good
2: tip? Yeah, open the door, like you open the door. Politics, like here in the United States, politics is kind of like uh, taboo. Mm. You know, we don't talk about politics, we don't talk about religion, that's kind of like taboo and off limits, I would say. But maybe, you know, people love to talk about their families here in the United States. Weather is also a very, the weather changes so much here in the United States, weather is also a very good topic that we talk about. Sports. You know, the Olympics is going on now. Mm-hmm. So that's a good topic. Current events, you know, th- those kind of like light, kind of like light topics, I-, I would say are good topics to introduce. And you're right. Then if you want to get into deeper topics like money or how old you are, what your marital status is, then you can open the door. But if people feel uncomfortable, yeah, definitely they're going to close that door.
0: They're like, okay, you can talk about it, but I won't. <laughs> you <know>? and that's <laughs> right. And that's fine too. So, yeah, but yeah, I think the main thing is just showing uh, as much respect as we possibly can mm-hmm. to the other person. Some people want you in their space. Some people enjoy having more personal space. So we just, you know, we want to respect that as long as, as long as we respect that. I think it makes for mm-hmm. great relationships because when we feel that someone else respects us, then that right there builds for
2: yeah, I did see. And when I was doing research about small talk, I did see a study that said people that do speak, do engage in small talk are a little bit, are are happier people. The more you talk to people and open up and engage, it doesn't seem to be, be happier. You share something with somebody. So you're sharing, you're making a connection. So that creates some Happiness for people. Of course, with the coronavirus and everybody being in lockdown and things like that, it's very difficult to build rapport. It's making it more difficult to build rapport with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think this is going to definitely affect the social skills of a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. going to really impact that. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's very healthy to have good relationships, strong relationships with family, with friends, and co-workers. Yeah, we have to work with different ones. So it's great to build those relationships as well. All right. Well, I think that's about all our time for today. Karen, it was such a pleasure. I enjoyed it. And I will see you next time in the next podcast. And we'll see each other in FFCC.
2: (laughs) Right. Good. Good. Keep talking, everybody. Mm -hmm. All
0: right. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast. And remember, if you want to become confident and fluent faster by practicing speaking about these topics and support this podcast, please become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club. Membership costs less than the cost of a cup of coffee per day, and you'll get so much from your membership. The link to join the club is in the show notes. Thanks for learning with Speak English with Christina, and we hope to see you in the club.